Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Ladies and gentlemen, in this corner... From the University of Colorado, 30 years in the ring, fighting for truth, justice, and the American way, Dan Kaplan. Oh, you got to be feeling good today, aren't you? I mean, didn't you wake up this morning just feeling great? I mean, because think about the moment we're living through, all the people who have fought so hard for so long, so peacefully within the law, all of the hard work, all, all of the marches, all of the, the work on elections, all of the work saving individual children who are going to be killed before birth. Just all those many millions of Americans out there, you know, across all lines, all party lines, all lines of color, all lines of income, certainly all gender lines. I mean, the pro-life movement is largely fueled by women. And now that they have reached the mountaintop, but it's the first mountaintop. And by reaching this mountaintop, there are now other mountains to be conquered, such as now that finally, finally, the the fiction out of thin air known as Roe, you know, is going to die. It's on death row, you might say. And we're just waiting now for the formal execution. You know, now there'll be that opportunity to persuade others, you know, to, to make the law the way it should be. So what an exciting time. 855-405-8255, the number. We have lots to dig into on that because really, unlike any other U.S. Supreme Court decision in history, this one is is rolling out in slow motion. It's rolling out in stages because of the crime committed at the U.S. Supreme Court, the obstruction of justice involved in trying to whether somebody was just trying to to commit this crime to pressure a justice to flip and uphold Roe or somebody was committing this crime in order to try to get a justice killed because Chuck Schumer had called for violence against justices who ruled against so-called abortion rights. Whatever the motive, it's caused it now to roll out in slow motion, which, you know, I hope the court puts an end to shortly. Ryan, when would you expect, and let me open that up to you as well, mm-hmm. 855-405-8255, the number you can text us, Dan, Five seven seven three nine, and anybody who knows me knows that I'm very committed to principle, and I'm a fighter, but I'm also coachable. I'm also open-minded, not open-minded to the point my brain falls out. But for example, we have a text here to Dan five seven seven three nine. Dan, please work on getting to more people's text. Hmm. That's great advice, yeah, well. and and very legitimate criticism. I'm going to do that starting today, and I'm going to start in a minute with the text very critical of Emois. And not just the fact that I do this show in a bilingual fashion, sometimes trilingual. We did have that And caller. not on purpose. Yeah, he didn't not like En Fuego. I remember that. Not on purpose. But uh, but I'm going to get to a highly critical task, a text because it's uh, very useful. It'll be very useful. Ryan. Yes, sir. When do you expect the court to issue this decision? I, I can't believe that they are going to let this leak force them 
to move the decision, although mm. you and I have talked about that. Mm -hmm. I think it'd be prudent to do. But again, I, I don't think you can negotiate with terrorists, and somebody who did this is, in, in many ways, I would call them that, that word, terrorist, at least a psychological one. And I... The decision was going to come down, what, probably late June, something like that? Last week in June. It would be the last yeah. decision issued in the normal course. Right, right. Yeah. And I think they should stick to that schedule. I mean, yeah. I, I believe we have kind of seen uh, Alito tip his hand with this leak, but uh, if they were to move up the timeline, I think this would it would kind of be a Pandora's box in that it would encourage further leakage from uh, these staffers. You see, bro, I see it the other way. I, I think the court should issue the opinion immediately. And, and the first reason I think they should do it is to send the message to all other criminals in waiting or preparation out there that this is not going to work. This is going to backfire. Right. Second reason I think they need to do it is self-defense, because undeniably right now, when, when you have Chuck Schumer out there openly having openly called for violence against Supreme Court justices by name, there is undoubtedly an, an elevated to the point of serious concern risk that some extremist out there who believes that in their twisted evil worldview that they're doing the right thing or in a twisted evil worldview believes it's going to make them famous forever. Uh, very, very plausible that that one of those evil people right now is is out there planning to take out a Supreme Court justice because I mean, look at what the leaker did. And they had to know, no matter who they were and what their motive was, you know, they had to know that, that if they take out a Supreme Court justice, it may stop this opinion from being issued. So given that these justices are in immediate danger, you know, I think they should issue the opinion immediately, you know, to, to discourage this kind of crime in the future and to protect themselves in the institution. The biggest thing, though, is to find who did this, root them out, and ban them from practicing law ever again. I mean, that has to happen. Brother, you're not going to need a Roto-Rooter, and they're not going to have to practice law <laughs> because they are yeah. going to claim credit for this very quickly, and, and they're not going to have to practice law. They're going to be fabulously wealthy. They're sure. going to be heroes on the left, yep. and, and I think it was all part of, of their plan. And you could be right. The one thing I'll say that makes your point extremely valid is that if you give them time, and by them I mean these radical extremists who are protesting, they're showing up on the steps of the Supreme Court right now, if you give them a germ of an idea that between now and let's say late June that they could either change the justices' mind who are in the middle or, like you say, well, take one of them out. If you issue the opinion right now, then that's that's over. Yeah. Listen, and, and I hope everybody understands, I'm not creating any danger that isn't already there. I mean, obviously, and, and it's not just me speaking to this. You, you look out there right now, you have the Wall Street Journal, you have many other publications addressing this because it's obvious that whoever leaked this knew that the only way to stop this opinion was to to take out a justice before it's issued. And, and I personally believe until proven otherwise, we, we have to assume that was their motive. And the idea that, oh, it would somehow pressure a justice to flip, give me a break. Yeah. So, so I think that is the reality we're dealing with right now. Well, you see a softer campaign. I mean, I've seen it on Twitter from normally, even though they're on the left, I would say they're, they're credible sources saying that, well, wait a minute. Did Neil Gorsuch and Brett Kavanaugh and Amy Coney Barrett perjure themselves because of how they answered the question on Roe during their preliminary yeah. their hearing? Yeah. So bottom line, whoever did this has put the justices in extreme danger because they've given somebody that motive. And, and so that's why I think the opinion needs to be issued 
immediately. But I do think I do think that this uh, this criminal, you know, will take, quote, credit for it, as we've seen people take, quote, credit for horrible crimes and come forward. And, and is there any doubt that person will be a hero on the left? There's no doubt. And I was listening to uh, Dana Lesh and her uh, podcast, and she was talking to someone who had clerked for Justice Antonin Scalia. And Scalia, you know, very uh, much with fidelity toward the Constitution and originalist and all that, he brought his four clerks in one day and he told them all, he's kind of going over the ins and outs, the do's and don'ts. And when he got to this particular topic, he said, if any of you do this and betray the trust of this institution, I will make it my mission in my life to ruin you. Yeah, but, but guess what? Because the left, the left is, is going to immortalize this person, that they... they they don't have to worry about practicing law and they certainly don't have to or they'll practice law with one of these lefty outfits. But there's so much money on the left. There's so much money that flows through the think tanks and and the different causes, et cetera. You know, this this person is going to be set for life. That's how sick it is. But but that's the reality of it. Eight five five four zero five eight two five five the number. So your take. Hey, yesterday we were addressing this globally, this monumental development, and and today I want to get your take on any aspect of it you want to talk about. I'll throw a few things out there for starters. Political impact. And when we come back from the break, I want I want to start with this text. You can text me at Dan five seven seven three nine. Try to make it shorter than this one if you can. Dan, all of you wacko conservatives are total hypocrites. You claim big government is taking over our lives. Stay away from my guns. Stay away from my church. Stay away from my business. But then you want government to tell a woman what she can or cannot do with her life or to decide who someone can or cannot marry. Hypocrisy at its finest. Texter, you've got it exactly backwards. And I will dismember that after the break. play some Biden sound over that, but, but he's reached the point in his decline where his voice is so soft and it's so jumbled. We couldn't play any music over a Biden bite anymore. And I'm not making fun of the guy. I'm just talking about the danger it creates for this nation. Uh, it, let me fire this sound. I want to get to our phone lines as well. And I am going to get back to that text. But this ties into the critical text. And, and here is Biden rambling about religions and when life begins look think what Roe says Roe says what all basic mainstream religions have historically concluded that right that the existence of a human life and being is the question is it so now Biden who claims to be a devout Catholic is is essentially saying Catholicism is not a mainstream religion Fascinating, fascinating, since obviously the unequivocal teaching of the Catholic Church, which aligns perfectly with science, is that life begins at conception. So the question, and and I guess it really doesn't matter in the end, is Biden now saying Catholicism is not a mainstream religion, which he appears to be? Is he just lying, which, you know, he does like he breathes, so it could certainly be that. Or is it his extreme cognitive decline? And he's not even thinking of Catholicism. 855-405-8255, the number. But here's the point. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. And listen, 
my faith, and I know I don't always show it, I'm trying, I'm a work in progress, my faith is central to my life. I, I care infinitely more, can't even articulate how much more uh, about how I'm going to be judged, you know, at the end than how I'm judged by anybody right now. But when it comes to the abortion issue, the, the, the anti-abortion position, the pro-life position does not depend on faith at all. It's science-based. It's fact-based. So liars like Obama and Polis and Biden who say, oh, you're imposing your religion on somebody else. Absolutely not. It's the opposite. They cannot win. They cannot win a discussion of abortion based on science. So they try to make it about religion. It's not about religion. The fact that my religion, I'm a Catholic, happens to have the same view that that everyone should have without regard to religion doesn't make it a religious issue. My religion believes we should stop at stoplights. Does that mean we have to tear out all the stoplights because they're now religious issues? That was pretty good, Ryan. I'd like to see somebody take that argument on. Head on. Yes. Oh, ho, ho, ho. you're on fire you like today. That? You like that? 855-405-8255, the number. Callers, I'll be there in a secundo, but I have to keep my promise of getting to this text out of the gate, this critical text. And uh, this one starts, Dan, all you wacko conservatives are total hypocrites. You claim big government is taking over our lives. Stay away from my guns. Stay away from my church. Stay away from my business. But then you want government to tell a woman what she can or cannot do with her life. And then goes on to say hypocrite. No. This is this is the line of attack we're hearing right now from the left, from polis, from others on the left that, oh, wait a second. No, if we're going to say that you can't kill a child before birth, that's a deprivation of freedom, that that means that you favor big government. Well, obviously, it's the opposite, the ultimate, the epitome of big government is a government so big that it can take the lives of innocent people. So abortion is the ultimate big government abuse. When a government is so big that it can say, hey, you can legally take that innocent life, that's the epitome of extreme big government. And when Paula says, oh, no, you know, uh, abortion's a freedom issue, that the freedom of the, the woman to take that child's life. Well, that's like saying that slavery was a freedom issue. You know, the freedom of the landowner, you know, to, to handle his fields any way he wanted to. Hey, if you don't like slavery, don't have a slave. You know, the same idea. And believe me, I am not analogizing the individual women who are, are very often in very hard circumstances under a lot of pressure to take the life of that child to a slave owner. I'm not making that analogy. I'm making the analogy to politicians like Polis and Bennett and Biden who use that false argument. What they are, what they are saying is that people should have the freedom to treat other people's lives as property. And the politicians who make that calculation for their own political power, that that's the worst. On every level, that is the worst. And what they're really afraid of now is they're going to be exposed because now we get to have the great debate because now we can make laws on abortion. And yeah, Colorado's going to be a tough nut to crack, but now they have to engage in the debate and they will be exposed as the extremists that they are. Jim and Longmont, you're on the Dan Kaplan Show. Welcome. 
Yes, just isn't it amazing how, um, you know, my whole point is they should not be using abortion as a form of birth control. There's many forms of birth control out there, and if they want to be a responsible adult, then use uh, use the different forms of birth control. Abortion is straight-up murder, you know, well, for a poor, innocent life that has no voice. And, Jim, your you first know? point, honestly, I don't even get into those issues because I think in, in the end, the bottom line is, as a matter of science, abortion takes an innocent human life. And once everybody can acknowledge that reality, you know, then all of these other fair, tough concerns that are raised about difficult circumstances that, that women may be in when they're carrying a child, hey, it, those are legitimate concerns and they should be respected. But once we acknowledge this is an innocent human life that's going to be ended, well, then at that point, the decision has to be in favor of the innocent human life and dealing with the other legitimate concerns as well as we can in some way short of ending the innocent human life. Yes, absolutely. Yeah, hey, appreciate the call. Thank you, man. 855-405-8255, the number, which brings us to this... um, this really useful, I need a better word because I'm overusing that one, but it is useful, rant from Kamala Harris last night. Well, we say, how dare they? How dare they tell a woman what she can do and cannot do with her own body? She's not that stupid, right? And I have never suggested Kamala Harris is stupid at all. But think about that for a second. If this was about a woman's own body, there never would have been a single second of debate over abortion. The only reason abortion has been the life and death issue it has been in America for all of these decades is because it's not about the woman's body. I I can tell you this. I have I consider myself part of the pro-life movement uh, and and I've been part of that pro-life movement since Roe because I consider my mom. You know, I do consider one of the founders of the movement. I have never heard anybody ever, ever, anywhere talk about wanting to control a woman's body. Nobody has that interest. This is an issue because it's about the other woman's body. It's about that other woman, that female living within the woman's body. And sometimes it's a male about half the time. But it's about that second body. That's what abortion's about. Nobody wants to control a woman's body. So when Kamala Harris says that, she either is profoundly stupid, and I don't believe she is, or she's just intellectually dishonest. But fortunately, so many Americans, I think through ultrasounds and the great work of people, you know, in the pro-life movement, but people can see it for themselves in ultrasounds, have come to realize, no, this isn't about the woman's body. It's about that other female and her body inside that woman or or the little boy inside that woman that's what it's about and that's why americans elected all of these pro-life republicans who, who got these justices confirmed hello it is ryan and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day couldn't we just to make up for things like sitting in traffic doing the dishes counting your steps you know all the mundane stuff that is why i'm such a big fan of chumba casino chumba casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime anywhere with daily bonuses that should brighten your day a little actually a lot so sign up now at chumbacasino.com that's chumbacasino.com no purchase necessary btw void were prohibited by law see terms and conditions 18 plus
Because one of the things I'd love to hear from you on 855-405-8255, the number, imagine right now, I mean, imagine what is America going to look like post row? And we may get the opinion tomorrow, more likely at the end of June on a normal schedule. But what is America going to look like post row? Because what I envision, and it's not all puppies and rainbows, it's not pie in the sky, I can back all of it up. I envision an America that is so much better in so many ways with so much less over time polarization and and so much less killing and so much more happiness and and i want to document all of that for you but just imagine that and envision that and a big part of it is a big part of it also intersects with this topic of what is the political fallout going to be from the death of roe and, and I think I can absolutely prove to you the fatal flaw in the left's argument that, oh, hey, this is going to be great for us in the midterms because it's going to get all our people fired up and get them out to the polls. Sometime in this segment, I will destroy that argument for you in a way that will put a smile on your face if you are like me, you know, pro-life. And, and if you aren't, well, then at least you, you will walk out you know, smarter than anybody else in the room because you will see the fatal flaw in the argument that, that everybody around you is fooling themselves with 855-405-8255 the number i uh, want to get to some uh, fiery very fiery text grateful for those dan 57739 jeff and aurora you're on the dan kaplis show welcome hey jeff jeff's soft-spoken isn't he remember that seinfeld the soft talker there's the soft talker and the close talker was judge reinhold he was a character as well. Amy and I were at this phenomenal wedding for, for Chelsea Webb. It's just one of the greatest weddings I've ever been to. And everybody's having a great time. Don't you love those young weddings? You know, when it's, you know, kids right out of college and there's all that energy in the room. And a lot of energy. A lot of energy. But we're sitting right across from this delightful couple I've known since college. And they were high school sweethearts. But one was a soft talker. And, and so it, it got to the point, and she's such a wonderful, brilliant woman that I just assumed what she was saying made sense and everything else. So it got to the point where you would just smile and say, yeah, hey, you're right. And you had no idea what she was saying. Uh, it wasn't that the episode where Kramer was dating the soft talking woman and oh, yeah. Jerry couldn't hear her. And yeah. then he agrees to wear the puffy, the puffy shirt. shirt. <laughs> the puffy shirt. Oh, man. Oh, I, I've yeah. worn a lot worse than the puffy shirt. Have you now? Oh, yeah. Jeff, you know, I've got to find that picture of me in the leisure suit. Jeff and oh, Aurora. Please do. From the Sears outlet yes, store. Now, do. most people think Sears was an outlet store, but we went to Sears and the Sears outlet store near Midway Airport, and you got to see that picture. Jeff, we do care about that. Welcome to the show. Hello. Hi, Jeff. Can you hear me? I can hear you now. We'll trademark that. What are you thinking? Hey, um... So I was. I just had a comment about the abortion debate. Um, so just a, a really short. So I'll make it really quick. The sure. story is um, about eight years ago now. My wife was pregnant um, at her twenty-week ultrasound. We got devastating news that my son had what they call HLHS, mm. where the left side of his heart didn't develop. Mm. Um, so it was quite tragic. Um, we the doctor who who read that ultrasound. 
Um, and we don't believe in, and, and, and we would never choose to do an abortion, but he immediately started to tell us our kid had no chance to survive. Mm. We should have an abortion. It's not a, it's a waste of our time to have, um, uh, you know, to even try and go through with the pregnancy. And, and he kind of wanted to take that choice away from us. Mm. We went and got a second opinion, and the other doctor told us, the honest truth is, is that there's, there are some surgeries, and that, that kid has an 80% chance to survive. Wow. And, and so this doctor gave us bad information because abortion was out there and normalized. Yeah. He took away our options and didn't even give us information that our team wow. had a chance to wow. survive. Wow. And, and can you tell us, Jeff, the ultimate outcome? Ultimate outcome, um, he, had a, he had another defect that the doctor didn't know about, and mm. he did not survive. Mm. Well, I'm sorry, um, and I'm sorry for your loss. Right? No, I get your point, and I get your point, and and uh, wow. Well, thank you, Jeff, and 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 a number of things come out of Jeff's call. One of which, even beyond this life and death issue of abortion, please and <laughs> don't take your medical advice from me, but please, anything important, get a second opinion. And and that is not a criticism of any individual doctor. It's just the reality. Anything important, it's always worth a second opinion, no matter how great. Your doctor is 855-405-8255. The number texter to Dan 57739. Can Chuck Schumer be prosecuted for threatening Supreme Court justices? Well, we start with the fact that undeniably and provably to beyond a reasonable doubt. So the criminal standard, Chuck Schumer did threaten two justices of the Supreme Court by name and others implicitly. I want to tell you, Gorsuch. I want to tell you, Kavanaugh. You have released the whirlwind, and you will pay the price. You won't know what hit you if you go forward with these awful decisions. So fascinating. No question. He was threatening violence. Even worse, he was trying to gin up violence against them, either then or later, which is what makes this this crime of this leak so extremely and foreseeably dangerous. He could not be successfully prosecuted for that because it's political speech, quote, unquote. It, it gets a higher level of protection. What the court would require here is, is the court would require a showing that he was putting the justices in imminent danger at that moment of an act of violence against them. Now, you've got another scenario where he could get into more detail on a threat. He could say to the crowd, for example, their car is going to leave from that uh, that underground garage at 507 and there'll be a black suburban in front of it. So you want to target the car behind the black suburban. He could be prosecuted for something like that. So what Schumer did, it's immoral. It's, as John Roberts said at the time, profoundly dangerous. It was intended, you have to believe it was intended, to to bring harm upon those justices or to cause them to reverse their position in order to avoid being killed or seriously injured. So it's all of those things, but not prosecutable. 855-405-8255. One other thing it is, Ryan, the I word. It's That is an insurrection. Point that blank. is an insurrection. Yeah. People who went into the Capitol on January 6th to prevent the government from functioning and to commit crimes to prevent the government from functioning, those people committed an insurrection. Chuck Schumer committed an insurrection. 
As a, a leader in the U.S. Senate, he walked across the street to the steps of the Supreme Court with the members in it and threatened violence against them by name if they ruled a certain way in an abortion case. That is an insurrection. 855-405-8255, the number. Ryan, you have found some very interesting poll results. And when we come back from this break, I mean, that they, I think everybody will find them very eye-opening. And they, they lead to the question we want to talk about after this break with you. What do you think, right here in Colorado, what do you think the political fallout in the upcoming elections is going to be from the court's pending reversal of Roe? And nationally, 855-405-8255. Oh, Ryan. Yes? I'm going to blame you for my failure. What did I do? I failed to deliver on a tease. Your job is to you can stretch it out a little bit. And I know it's a big job because I do it often is is to catch me when I make that mistake. So here's what I'm going to do. We don't have time for me to deliver on it now. I'll start the next break with it. I am going to give you right out of the next break a surefire way to destroy the argument you're hearing now from the left that the reversal of Roe is going to help the left in the midterms. It's going to be the opposite. You're on the Dan Kaplan show. Just to clarify, so you don't believe there should be any government passed limitation on when uh, a woman gets an abortion? I think that this is about a woman and her doctor and her family. Fascinating. And then Chuck Todd continues to press her. And in the end, this is a candidate for governor in Ohio. And then in the end, she she just blurts out, yeah, no limits, no limits. And that is what every single GOP candidate has to do. Now that Roe is going to fall and, and law can actually be made on this, Jared Polis, Michael Bennett, Phil Weiser, they're going to have to take the stage in a debate. And they are going to have to answer the question, do you support any, A-N-Y, any limitation on abortion? And, and then they'll, you know, they'll filibuster, et cetera. No, respectfully, Governor, any limitation on abortion whatsoever. Same thing I very politely, professionally did with presidential candidate John Hickenlooper on air. And it made national news because he eventually had to weekly mumble, I got to go and hand the phone to an aide. I was just going to bring that so, up. Yeah. Yeah, we should pull that sound. Oh, sometime. I have it. Oh, okay. I, yeah. I no, have we it. Should. Well, the, the cloak yeah. the cloak they used, and she used the same exact, almost to the letter of the word, Dan, about how, well, nope, I don't want to get involved. Yeah. It's kind of like Pontius Pilate. I wash my hands of it. It's between a woman and her doctor. Yeah. That's it. I have no involvement. Yeah. I have no opinion. That yeah. That's their stance. And you, re, you reply to that how, Dan? Well, it, do you, please, respectfully, in this case, candidate, whatever, do you, Ms. Jones, it's a straightforward question. Do you support any limitation on abortion? Any. And, and just force them to answer the question or look stupid and dishonest in the refusal, which will make it clear to everybody they don't support any limitation on abortion. And, and at that point, then the follow-up question is, as I did with presidential candidate Hickenlooper, in that case, well, Governor, assume, and we see plenty of these cases, a, a baby is born alive following a failed abortion, and the baby is sitting there on the table alive. Is that baby then entitled to medical care? And those two questions, the either refusal to answer or the answer that they would give, 
will expose them as extremists and it will look, make them look much more monstrous than moderate. And these Democrats, when they win, it's almost always because they pretend to be moderates. And Ralph Northam is the example you cite. We're going to keep the baby comfortable and then the woman and the doctor have a decision whether or not to kill it. But the key for the candidates who are on the debate stage or anybody else at a town hall, whatever, who's respectfully questioning Polis or Bennett or Weiser or any of the rest of them is you've got to have your question that concise and you have to follow up. Now, respectfully, Governor, that didn't answer the question. Do you support any limitation on abortion? Respectfully, Governor, if the baby is born alive and is alive on the table, is that baby entitled to medical care? Two separate questions, but that's all you need to expose them for who they really are. And on this issue, it goes beyond just policy differences. That This becomes, for these elected officials, this becomes a broader character issue for many voters because these elected officials, no, no limits. Yeah, you can abort that baby just as the baby's about to be delivered. You can kill that baby. And, and yeah, baby's born alive on the table. No, nope, you can kill it then. Not entitled to medical care. That exposes very serious character flaws for those candidates as well. Dee and Evergreen, you're on the Dan Kaplan Show. Welcome. Hey there, Dan. So um, I'm Dee Dee Wagner, and I'm also um, on our ballot as state representative oh. candidate for House District 25. Oh, wonderful. And I am definitely a pro-lifer, and um, we cannot justify using abortion um, as a means to um, prevent pregnancy. That is something that's after the fact. And did you know that um, at least 99% of the women who keep going back for abortions are repeaters, at least well, 99% of them? And, and Didi, let me... So what's up with that? Yeah, and, and let me ask you this. Doesn't... And there are so many different aspects uh, of this issue raised, but doesn't it all come back to this? The fact that this is, and it's a scientific fact, as you know, it's, it's not a matter of religion. Mm -hmm. The fact that this is, as a matter of scientific fact, an innocent human life that is going to be ended uh, ends the argument, no matter what the argument is. And, and there are many legitimate concerns and heartbreaking circumstances that deserve a lot of respect. But, but it all comes back to the medical fact, the scientific fact that this is an innocent human life, right? That... That should exactly right. that should trump anything else in any argument. Yes, and then yeah. I was made to wait on the phone for fourteen hours while I was on the Zoom call testifying against this bill. Yeah. Oh yeah, and yeah. I'm not even elected yet, but yeah. I was waiting until yeah. two a.m. Yeah. Well, well, that's Didi because they they look at you and me and and the rest of us, all of us who are pro-life as unworthy, that they feel this entitlement. And that's why you heard, and Ryan pulled that tremendous Elizabeth Warren sound yesterday where she was losing her mind. They feel this, this superiority, this entitlement uh, that, that, no, hey, just as slavery, you know, the slaveholders thought that was never going to end, you know, that they believed that this was never going to end and that these, these oh, nice pro-lifers out there, they didn't call them nice, were like, you know, the Washington generals who were always going to lose the game. But guess what? No, no. Life has prevailed. They can't handle it. Mike and Bennett, you're on the Dan Kaplan Show. Welcome. Hey, Michael. Yeah, this is Mike. Good. Can you hear me? I can hear you now. 
Hey, uh, I was uh, wondering, uh, why isn't there ever any talk included with uh, uh, protection before you have uh, sex? For one thing, my daughter, when she was 16, we gave her a depot shot, which allows two to three years for her not to uh, get pregnant in an accident, uh, accidental situation. Yeah. I don't understand why, why we don't uh, promote more of this to get it out there to where people have uh, uh, choices to where they don't get pregnant. What, what, what's the, why isn't that never part of the conversation? Oh, I think it's often part of the conversation, Mike. I think it is, but but I think the key and the challenge is is to to win this argument. And now that Roe's going to fall, there's going to be that opportunity to persuade and win. But to win the argument, it's so important to avoid the danger of diffusion and to just stay focused on that profound winning point. Because you have a lot of different considerations and circumstances, but the bottom line is... This is a matter of medical fact and innocent human life. The answer cannot be at the end of the road to kill that innocent human life. Hey, when we come back, uh, Texter very upset with me. I'll break that down. And Ryan has some tremendous poll results. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.